All right, you're listening to Nothing is Magical because everything is magical. I'm Jaime Lopez. I'm Nate Hall. All right, and so what are we talking about today, Nate? Today we're going to be talking about how you can change your state of mind to inspire action. So to kick it off, I kind of want to just touch on this uh, pretty relatable thing for everybody probably. You know, as a kid, uh, most of us will probably have had a point maybe more than one point probably where our parents have told us like you can do it doesn't really matter what you know we're trying to do they're going to be there to support us because that's kind of what parents do and for me when I was a kid I was always like pretty skeptical I was sarcastic so when my parents said like you can do that I would always say to them back like saying that doesn't make it true like I would say that to them all the time I probably even still say that to people but as I got older, I kind of realized like I was wrong when I, when I said that back to them and not necessarily that they were right either that I can do things, but just the, this idea that telling yourself like I can do something holds a lot of power and kind of reframing what you make as your internal dialogue has a huge effect on what you can actually accomplish later. Why do you think that the words that, you're t- that you tell yourself influence your actions? How, why do you think that thinking that you can do it makes it more likely for you to do it? Yeah, I think that in a lot of ways, it's, it's not, it doesn't, like you said, it makes it more likely. It's not a fact. It doesn't become true when you tell yourself, I can do it. Obviously, it doesn't just become reality like that. But like I said, your internal dialogue affects things. And I think it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy, what you tell yourself in your head. It's not necessarily like guaranteed, but you know, pursuing that idea that I can do things will translate into results. And I just wanna to touch on a story quick where I kind of like realized this to be true for myself. So I used to play hockey way back when, But yeah, I played 13 years, crazy to think about now. But I remember one time after the season ended, we were going into uh, our summer workouts. It was like the worst because we just got this big break. You know, everyone's eating unhealthy, sitting around playing video games. And now we get back, we got to go work out with the trainer. And the first day back at uh, at the beginning of the summer is our baseline day. And this was the absolute worst because we got to do every kind of workout, every sort of muscle group to get a baseline, to get a standard to set so track our progress moving forward. So what that meant to me is like, like there's no way I'm getting out of this without being sore as hell. So I remember like going into that. I remember once I got there, I was like sitting in the car in the parking lot. And my stomach hurt because I was so nervous for this because I was like, dang, this is gonna, this is just gonna suck. There's no way around it. And and one of the things I was most worried about was push-ups. That was one of the exercises we had to do. And I was always skinny. I'm still skinny, but even back then I was even more skinny. So push-ups was like the one thing I was like not looking forward to more than anything else. And I remember my trainer. Uh, once once I started, I got in like push-up position. He's like, okay, Nate, like I want you to do 20 push-ups here. And I was like, 
like seriously like there's no way i can do that i like genuinely didn't believe him i thought 20 was impossible i was so worried about this basement day that like a week before i was doing push-ups in my basement trying to get ready and i like could i couldn't even get to like 15 so when he said 20 i was like like no dude like this is impossible like seriously not gonna happen and he's like okay like you just do the push-ups you let me worry about counting how many you get and i was like okay whatever yeah sure he's like i'll let you know when you hit 20 i was like no like let me know when i hit 10 because like i don't think i can get much more than 10. he's like okay yeah, yeah. so i start doing the push-ups and you know i'm just cranking them out and eventually i'm like okay like what the heck i definitely hit 10 by now so i tell him he's like, i'm like like i hit 10 like i'm tired as heck i hit 10 he's like no you didn't just do one more you're only one more away so I do one more, I push through it, and then I'm like, okay, now I hit 10. He's like, nope, one more. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? So eventually we just go back and forth like that. He's like, one more, one more, one more. And uh, I get to a point where like, I physically can't move my arms up. It's not even about willpower anymore. My, my muscles just like gave out almost. And, and I look at him, I'm like, okay, like how many did I do? He's like, guess. I'm like, I don't know, like like 15? He's like, no, you did like 23 or something. I was like, no way. He's like, yep, you did like 23. And this for me was this like, like really uh, kind of eye-opening experience because I realized my perception of like what I thought was possible is like totally dependent on my mindset. So after that day, like my takeaway was, like impossible is like this state of mind. And I want to be telling myself I can do things because when I was doing same thing in my basement, you know, I couldn't hit that 15 mark even because I was telling myself, okay, I can't do this. It's too hard. Like I don't have it in me. And I, I believed it when I said it to myself. That's the crazy thing is I genuinely didn't believe I could hit 20 and then I did. So for me, like I literally did what I thought was impossible. And that is just this state of mind. So I really want to kind of encourage people to kind of take action and change how they think about things. To touch on that, I think to sort of apply the same principles that your wise coach was employed, was uh, telling you to do is when someone's struggling with something that they think is bigger than themselves, just break it into smaller pieces. And I think that can be translated across anything. With exercise, it obviously works. 20 push-ups might seem like a lot to certain people. So start with one push-up and then do one more push-up and just keep doing one unit of push-ups. Don't have this big chunk of 20 push-ups. And you can apply that with reading. A whole book seems intimidating, but one page is not too bad. And you can apply that across different areas. Yeah, and I think something with that is not even uh, like take uh, taking a step back from this, like I can do it mentality and not focusing on that as much, but focusing on not telling yourself that I can't do something. I think that for me in that moment and other times in my life, 
and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, but when you get in this kind of like victim mode, like poor me, you know, you get in a state of like wallowing and self-pity, it can be uh, really kind of unhealthy. And it's, I think it just kind of deflects and, you know, you say this unfortunate thing happened and it's out of my control. And maybe that might be true, but what you can control is like what you do with that situation, regardless of how you got there. Maybe that situation is bad, but you're always going to be able to control where you go from there. And this just makes me think of a quote from Marcus Aurelius. He was a emperor of ancient Rome and he's a stoic philosopher. But this idea is, or this quote is, reject yourself of injury and the injury itself disappears. Like, I just think, I love this quote. It's just powerful. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I think that this translates to that idea of like getting rid of that like poor me mentality not necessarily like you don't need to be super gunso like i can do it i'm gonna conquer the world but you do need to get out of that poor me i can't do it you know there's, there's obviously a balance but getting out of that negative wallowing is definitely the first step and a good first step to get out of that wallowing is what you were touching on earlier is sort of taking it one step at a time. Now to introduce this topic called locus of control, which is a psychological term that describes where you perceive the sense of control in your life, whether that be from outside circumstances or inside circumstances. So if you have an internal locus of control, then you have the idea that everything is on you. You can, it's up to you to do things, you're responsible for things. And if you have an outside locus of control, you're not responsible for things. It was your childhood, it's your circumstances, somebody effed you over, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's sort of hard when you're in that victim's, that victim mentality to put yourself in this mind state where you feel efficient and you feel like you can control your life because maybe you don't have as much control as other people have over their lives. If you're depressed, if you're poor, if you're this, if you're that, then you're not going to have the same amount of control as someone who is financially capable. But if you take it with those small steps at a time, then you get your sense of control back because you might not be able to take a trip to Fiji or unfortunately in some cases even provide your kid with like a college education but you can pick up a side job or you can start driving Uber one day out of the week. There, there are small, tiny steps you can take that are going to make, put you in the right direction and hope like grow exponentially. You're going to shift your mindset into like, wow, I can do stuff. And that's going to put you in the direction to do more things. Yeah, and with that, just the, the whole idea of locus of control is, you know, it's just this uh, psychological term, really just meaning the location of control and where you kind of put the fault of your misfortunes of your situation. And like Jaime said, that can be internal or external, and it totally relates to that idea of like self-pity. You know, if you're at a point where you think, stuff is 
like not your in your control. It's your external locus of control. You're telling yourself stuff like like oh like I did everything I could and it still didn't work out. And maybe that's the case in in some situations. But like Jaime said, there's always going to be that little step and those little things that you can do where you can regain that control. There's never going to be a situation where there's like absolutely nothing you can do to change your situation. And I think really focusing on that is what that quote that Marcus Aurelius said, reject yourself, excuse me, reject yourself of injury and the injury itself disappears. I think that's at the heart of what he's saying. Not necessarily that injury doesn't like disappear physically. When you put yourself in that state of mind, you set yourself up for success and you set yourself up to get out of this like poor me pity self-pity mode and you get yourself moving and with those little steps you build momentum and that becomes you know this I can do it mentality and it becomes these accomplishments not just you know things that you say you want to do or things that you like think you can do it becomes things that you have done and to touch back on what Nate was talking about earlier, it also might surprise you how much you can do. Because when you were doing the push-ups, you thought there's no way I can do 20 push-ups. Or there, you thought there's no way I can do 15 push-ups. And just taking those small baby steps puts you in a place where now those effects might have compounded. You excelled in school you got through school you went to college and uh, then you got accepted into this business apprenticeship program and now you're just taking off from there you're already placed in a job which is supposed to happen at the end of the program which could have just been sparked from this incident there there i'm sure there's other factors but this might have been the domino that pushed you in this upward trajectory towards being successful and accomplishing things and putting you in this this state of action the state of doing things do you think that that played a part in your mentality yeah yeah with that so i think like like i've got this this job now and it's good and like i tell my friends and a lot of them to say like oh like congratulations like wow you're so lucky like how'd you do that like wow that's amazing and i think in a lot of ways, like I'm thankful for that, that praise, but like a lot of time, I think people don't see all the, all the hard work behind everything. You know, if you hit that 20 push-up mark and you say like, okay, you did 20 push-ups. Oh, that's great. But people don't necessarily know the one push-up battles that you did, the one push-up grind that you repeated to get to that 20. So I think that's, uh, this is the same thing with kind of what's in your control. When you, when you say stuff like, like it's lucky or something that's placing it out of your control. And that's not the type of mentality that you want to have. And I believe that that's kind of why I've found a little bit more success. And, you know, it's, it's really something that I take to heart and still now, even like every once in a while, I'll set a goal for myself to, just like get down and do like a hundred push-ups 
and it's like what the hell like how do you do 100 and i can probably do like maybe like 25 now before i'm like like exhausted and then i'll and then i'll do them in sets of like five and then eventually i'll just be grinding out push-ups in sets of one like okay do one and then i gotta take a break and then i'm gonna do one and then i gotta take another break because my arms hurt that much but by the end it's like this this whole journey for me and by the end i'm like i just like realize like like damn i did 100 push-ups and it's this it's just this crazy like eye-opening experience whether it's with push-ups or like whatever goal you want to set for yourself but when you like wake up and realize what you think is impossible is actually like totally within your grasp and like the the wall to break through to get to that is like way thinner than you anticipate it's it's a crazy feeling and i just do that to remind myself every once in a while to kind of take action and to inspire action like within myself to remind myself what I can do so that I start telling myself more, I can do it. That room, as you're talking, this quote popped in my head. I don't know who said it. I'm sure he's a really smart, cool guy. But the quote is, you have to imagine Sisyphus as being happy. And Sisyphus is this Greek god I don't know if he's a god. He's this Greek guy. I don't know that much about him. What I know about him is that he pushes a rock up a hill and then the hill rolls back down. The rock rolls down the hill and he has to continuously push this rock up the hill just for it to roll down. Now, with this internal locus of control, I think that just focusing on the processes, just focusing on doing the push-ups is is the goal and that's what's going to make you happy just like you have to imagine sisyphus being happy because his rock is going nowhere it's just rolling back down there is no finished point where you're going to get to a goal and be like ah now i can just relax and there's nothing more i need to do because you might get the job but then you're going to want a relationship and then you get the relationship and then you want your body in shape and then you get your body in shape and you want a spiritual life. And then you realize, I don't know, you have a bad sense of fashion and you need to improve that. There's just always problems. So it's just this process of improving is where, is where happiness and where that, that sense of self-efficacy is going to come from. And that doesn't have to be anything big until it just naturally gets big on its own. I'm sure lifting weight for Arnold Schwarzenegger, lift bench pressing 200 pounds is not a lot of weight. Whereas for us, it is a lot of weight, but for Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's done such small increments for such a large period of time that now his small goals, his one pushups are pretty big. Do you have anything to say on that? Yeah, I think that's the perfect point to end on. Really, We've kind of talked about this hitting small goals point throughout the, throughout the talk today. And that's, that's really, I think, the biggest takeaway from this is those little things are always going to be in your control. 
And maybe you can't like stop yourself from thinking that whatever big idea or project or whatever that, that thing on your to-do list is bothering you, whatever it is, there's, there's always going to be some little bit, little step that you can take towards, you know, getting to that goal and, you know, telling yourself that you can do that and taking that step is just going to reinforce it. And it's going to become this self-fulfilling prophecy. It's going to build momentum. You're going to do one thing and then realize you can do another thing and then you're going to do that. And it's just going to build upon itself. Yeah, that is a good point to end on. So main takeaway, start small. It'll put you in the right direction. Just start small, do something every day that you can do. Even if it's as small as making your bed, doing one push up, whatever it is, start small. Awesome. Well, Thanks for listening in again to Nothing is Magical because everything is magical. I'm Nate Hall. I'm Jaime Lopez. And we'll see you around.